Rogers took away. Yes, with this. Get your money's worth. Now, What's up and welcome back to episode 78 of Pro Pels Talk. It is the home of your last place in the NBA New Orleans Pelicans presented to you by Boot Crew Media and DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code, as you see in the bottom right, PPT. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and you win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win. If you bet on the Pelicans, you haven't won. Use promo code PPT this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. Well, Pelicans start 0-3. I don't know what to think. Um Elliot Clough, Chris Connor, thanks for joining. By the way, Chris, your your stuff on space has been fantastic over the last couple of days. It's uh, keeping me sane, actually. But how are y'all doing tonight? I, you know, surviving, man. The 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 Pels are are killing me. Uh, you know, I, I, most people know that I covered the uh, UNI Panthers where I went to college, and they upset the number six team in FCS. So that's nice. keeping me going. Yeah, nice. They're really Congrats. good. But uh, yeah, the Pels are killing me in the process. Go ahead, Chris. Well, I'm currently surrounded by rain, um, which isn't that much different from the Pelican season that we watched so far. So everything seems to be going okay. <laughs> it's about normal, yeah. So let's talk about it. Pelicans start off 0-3 and you know they lose the home opener against Philly, which I think everyone kind of expected, but um, kind of got blown out. I'll start with Chris and then go to Elliot, but got blown out of Chicago and then 30 turnovers last night in Minnesota. Chris, is that... What is what do you like 30, 30 turnovers in a game is really hard to do. What do you, what are you seeing? What are you what are you feeling? What are you seeing on the court right now? Um, you know, I just I think that you attribute a lot of this to um number one, a team expecting a certain individual to be there that isn't right now, which has kind of had them to to ad lib on fly. Um and you just have a bunch of pieces that don't you know they aren't they aren't necessarily made for you know to work with the with the current cast of players you have right now so you have players overcompensating trying to do too much you have um willie trying to figure out what players will work what lineups will work i mean it's a lot of experimenting going on right now and when you play three teams in a row that seem to at worst just be comfortable and sure of you know what they're doing night in night out lineups rotations you know it's just been a tough tough setting for them now the turnovers we've in the spaces man we talked about it. it's just for whatever reason it's been following this team since you know boogie arrived and it's just i mean i don't know what's going on different coaches different players different different styles they continue to find ways to turn over the basketball it's encouraging that your leader, Brandon Ingram, said that, it, you know, he feels like he's one of the problems and he's going to have to, you know, um, work to fix those things. But, yeah, man, I mean, it's going gonna, it's, listen, it's gonna to take some time. And even once Zion comes back, it's going to take more time. We're just going to have to be patient and hope that there's some type of light at the end of this tunnel. <laughs> Elliot, is there a light at the end of the tunnel? You know, man, I, I hope so. I think Zion's going to be a big part of that, obviously. And we talked about it before we started recording. 
is that you take away the number one player on your team, it's going to affect literally everything. I don't care if you're the Lakers. I don't care if you're the Sixers. I don't care if you're the Nets. You take away the best player, it's going to affect at literally everything, especially when the roster is literally centric. It's it's surrounding Zion Williamson, the best player on your team. On top of that, no, very little continuity on this team. Uh, a lot of youth. And then you got this year's, I mean, I, I don't want to make Garrett Temple the, the scapegoat or the reason why this team is losing. Cause that's Twitter's already done that, right? Like yeah. it's done, yeah. but a uh, massive negative in every single game last night, minus 20. The only other minus was, was Najee Marshall um, who's not been good this season so far. Um, also, like I said, lack of continuity in terms of players, but also lack yeah. of continuity in terms of the coaching staff as well. Because I mean, it's been three different head coaches in three years. That doesn't help. Uh, I, I'm, I'm f- like, I'm gonna quote you to a T, Justin, as you said. I'm frustrated, but I'm not freaking out. That's where yeah. I'm at. Yeah, I think we're frustrated that this team isn't fully healthy, and you haven't seen this team really be fully healthy for a while now. And and one thing I do want to talk about, and Chris, you pointed out that Brandon was saying he's got to get better defensively. I thought Brandon has been fantastic the last three games. He's dude, teams are loading up on this guy every single night and he's still producing. I think he's averaging what 27 I might tweet at 27, seven and six or something ridiculous like that. But in my opinion, he's making, he's making winning plays. And when I say winning plays, I, I, I come to this play right here. Right. So fast break. Again, look at this. He never did that last year. He never once took took that right in the chest i mean he takes the charge that was a big momentum swing there i think the pelicans actually go on a 10-0 run after that uh i'll start with you elliot what are you seeing from brandon because i i do see him caring a little more than last year and i do see that he's trying to be that leader yeah caring a lot more than last year you showed that play but was it the first game against the sixers where he swatted that ball we'll look at this again as you got it on the screen where he takes the charge never saw that from bi last year never uh, that SWAT where he blocked the ball, it was on the, the baseline. Yeah. Uh, was it's that against Philly. the I think it was against, yeah, it was against Philly. He taps and he went, just, yeah. yeah, and then he went coast to coast. Like, B.I., we knew B.I. was incredibly talented, but he didn't have that level of buy-in that he does with Willie. And this team, I mean, we talked about it in the preseason. They're having fun. They like each other. And yeah. they are – You can you can tell there's a difference in demeanor. I know people right. are still calling for them to have that dog or whatever that is. Um, but but you can tell these guys care on a different level this year. And whether yeah. that's because of Willie, whether that's because of their new teammates, I firmly believe it's because of Willie. Um, I, I love what we've seen from B.I. He, he mentioned uh, accountability in terms of his turnovers, too. He had seven last night. Yeah. He led the team with seven. Um, but he is different defensively, especially, and making the effort plays this year. And that is going to permeate throughout the team. It just is because he is the leader of this team, whether he's quiet or not. Um, and this team, we mentioned the light at the end of the tunnel. They're going to figure it out. They, they've got a yeah. lot to figure out, but they're going to figure it out piece by piece. And before it gets to Chris, not to mention, I think Brandon took that charge early on. And then I think like two or three possessions later, Herb Jones stepped in and took that charge on the baseline. Just become it's just like a domino. That's what effect. I'm saying. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. I mean, we, I mean, we've seen it, you know, repeatedly um, for this team. Energy is contagious, man. And, yeah. I, you know, when you, when you watch them make runs throughout games, you just see a different level of juices involved. And normally it's plays like that, big defensive play, 
um, you know, just something that goes beyond an individual scoring a basket. And I mean, and sometimes maybe, you know, it might be a, you know, a big dunk that gives energy, but for this team, they seem to be, to be energized by being able to take the basketball away and finding a way to turn the ball and, and finding a way to get stops. That's what's bringing them juice because, you know, the offensive side of the, of the ball is a struggle right now. It just, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Their identity right now, and we talked a lot in the spaces that I've been, you know, involved in about about identity, but their identity right now is rebounding the basketball. It's going to have to be finding ways to to uh, play solid defense, take away the basketball, and score in transition because half court just isn't – it hasn't been working for them right now. Um, in regards to Brandon, I mean, look, um, his his words, his actions are matching his words. Yeah, and you can attribute that to Willie. You can attribute that to him deciding that, that this is the time for him. And I mean, I mean, but you guys are right. He's giving it everything that he has, no matter if they're down ten or down twelve. His body language may not always be what you want it to be, but he's giving it. He's not giving up on plays defensively. And we'll have to see if they continue to lose, if that continues from him. But I mean, I don't know what else you want the guy to do. I mean, you know, if he's you know, he's averaging a career high in multiple categories to start the year, yeah. where every drive he takes is six arms and counting that are waiting there for him, right? Um, teams are are loading up on him and are making him – they want others to beat them, and right. as they should. So putting all that into perspective, and he's had slow starts in multiple games, was found a way to kind of get things going at some point. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't have anything negative to say about Brandon. That charge – since he's been in New Orleans, I don't think I've seen him take anything like that. Not one time. Not and that's why there's two yeah. things that I that I have to say in this regard is that I think it was last night when they were down 16 and then things finally got going a little bit. Yeah. I think Jonas got a layup and they were back on defense and you saw him clap and say, "Come on!" Where yeah. that this energy was not around the last two years. That's a big thing. And I mean, and, and the offense they have it's it's not due to lack of talent. La- that was the problem last year. It was lack of talent. Now it's just figuring shit out. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, and y'all pointed out new guys, right? Devontae, Herb, Trey. Um, and then you're trying to piece me with Brandon Ingram and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who's now taking that next step as a starter. And he's got to be that guy now, especially with Zion out. And he had a rough night last night. But listen, he'll he'll be fine. He, he's a guy I can score. I like his confidence. He'll bounce back just fine. But let's talk about the bench because that's been a problem. And you saw it last night. Willie Green made that adjustment. Like, Saturance got a DMP. I don't know how Garrett Temple closed out the game last night. We're not going to talk about that. That was very odd. Even Schmidt was pretty pissed about that. That was a little weird. But he kind of, his minutes kind of came down a little bit. And you saw more Kyra. And I want to talk to you all about this right now is that I'm, I was, I'm trying to give Kyra the benefit of the doubt. I want him to get some PT, but my God, it looked like Pat Bev stole his soul last night. I mean, he didn't want to touch the ball. At one point, we had to get Garrett Temple to bring up the ball. And, and if you had Garrett Temple being your point guard in the second unit, you're going to struggle. But I think Elliott got outscored 30-12 to 12 last night. They've been getting outscored a lot in these, these three games, and you're seeing Trey Murphy kind of go through some rookie struggles. Um, but, you know, I'll start with Elliott first how does this bench get better? Because I mean, maybe the, the addition of Josh Hart, obviously coming back will help, but you know, looking down that bench, someone needs to step up. Yeah. And I mean, it, it comes down to whether or not Willie thinks putting Devonte or Nah in that second unit too. 
Like, like it, something's got to happen. Something's got to change because you can't win basketball games when your bench scores 12 points. It's just not going to work. Like, B.I. can average 27 and 7, and Jonas can put up whatever he put up last night. I, I'm going to look at it right now. 18 uh, and 17 or yeah. something ridiculous? 20, 20 and 17. 20 and 17. 17. But, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's just clearly not working. And we've talked about depth, and this team does have depth, but they have depth when – you know, Josh Hart and Zion are both healthy. Yeah. And you have Zion in the front in that in that first five. So I really it's somebody's got to step up, like you said, which I mean, is Trey going to start hitting threes like he did in the preseason? That's that's a big question. Is Herb going to be able to add scoring to his what he's already doing, which he was awesome yesterday and he scored like two points? Yeah, I, to me, it's it's whether or not Nar and Devante are, are going to be demoted. You know, that's right. not the right word, but put down on, but put on the bench and brought in as a six man uh, to, to score and, and run that second unit. And it, it can be, I really lean Devonte in that, in that, because yeah. he's such a confident scorer and he can create his own shot and not that Nah can't, but Nah just plays so much better when there's another focal point of the offense and he's not the point of attack. Sure. Chris. Uh, you know, um, I agree with you um, on the fact that if if the bench is to change, that it's going to start with with one of those guys, Nikhil or um, or Devonte. I think that another option that you have is maybe taking Nikhil out or Devonte out earlier in the in the first ha- in the first quarter, and then bringing them back in the beginning of the second quarter um, to run with the second unit. You know, you can you can argue about who fits better. You know. I, my only issue is that if you make Devontae that guy, it, you know, you're still limited in what you can do, right? Because right now, right. Devontae is offering three-point shooting, um, and he's somewhat running the offense, but he's not getting to the basket. He's not no. shooting mid-range jump shots. He's not doing any of those things. So you're kind of if – you, if you put the strength of your – to, to my surprise, and I mean, as, as I've been thinking – since Devontae arrived, that, that he was a six-man kind of guy. But without Josh and without Zion to complicate things, um, I think given what you have, I think you probably are better off with Nall because of the things that he can provide, you know, being closer to a three-level scorer in regards to um, – I mean, I don't think he, he he's there yet, but I think he's closer to that kind of guy who can do multiple things with the basketball than Devontae is. Um but I mean, either way, it's a, it's a it's a rough situation. I mean, you're missing two important guys, and on top of that, other guys that you thought were going to produce or that you kind of penciled into produce, you know, they aren't right. Like Sadoransky is a was supposed to be a guy coming off the bench who could provide you some type of veteran um, presence at 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 a point guard at a guard position. He's not doing it, and he he. When he when he has the basketball, he's not being aggressive. So right. individually, right, that causes an issue. Um, and Najee Marshall has been a complete no-show offensively. He's not looking for his own consistently at all. So I I mean I don't I don't know where the answer lies because I don't even know if if, if it's not a gram of that how much that helps you. But I would I would say sub now out early, run your offense through Brandon and Jonas until then. Bring now in at the second quarter. And maybe try that out because you know I um 
regardless, I think that they're limited in what they can really provide you right now. Yeah. And, and I wanted to get y'all's thoughts on this too, because one guy you failed to mention is Jackson Hayes. And I, once again, another slow start, uh, man, you know, a lot of people are high on him. You heard a lot of things right in the off season. He's banging home threes and things like that. And like, you haven't seen, I don't know if he's even attempted a three this year through three games, but man, he just looks lost. Um, and Chris, I, I don't know. Is it once again, he had the whole thing happen in the summer and he missed summer league and then he gets hurt in preseason. He missed preseason. And it, do we need to be patient with this? But it's, it's starting to become year three now. Like you're smart. You're, you need to start seeing that jump and haven't seen it yet. I'm sure that, that the things that took place in the offseason uh, with the LAPD and, you know, I'm sure that that played a role in his brain and his ankle. But at the end of the day, when you're looking at Jackson, he's no different from the player that left last year. Like, in, 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 and I think eventually those threes will arrive. He will be able to knock down shots. But we're talking about what he can provide you on either side of the floor. He's not there, right? He's not a plus rebounder. He's not a guy that um, I, I think he can offer some rim protection. But no one's afraid of, of attacking him. Um, though he did have a good stretch yesterday against, against Carl Anthony Towns defensively at the end of this quarter, which was really, really good to watch and see. But, you know, offensively, you can't dump the ball down to him. He hasn't figured out a move that he's comfortable with right. catching the ball. He tries, you know, little hook shots, but it's not going to be something that you can consistently rely on. And if a team puts their body into him and they take away his lob, he's almost no show offensively. And Willie wants to use that part of his game. Willie's just not going to let him just sit up at the three-point line and play five out. Right. So throwing all those things into consideration and his body isn't there yet to be able to be a force or physically, you know, throw his weight around. And he's not skilled enough to be able to do anything when he catches the basketball. His best bet is is in transition when they're able to run, throwing alley-oops, or being able to shoot a three ball. And they haven't found a way to make that work yet. And I don't even know if you can blame him for that right now. Because right. he's another guy that may that, that's going to benefit from a guy like Zion being there, you know? They were in their mind. I'm pretty sure a lot of lineups that they were going to run had Jackson and Zion next to each other for periods of time. So, um, but if we're talking about an individual, he's he he's really no different than what you've seen over the past two years. A little bit stronger, maybe a little bit skilled, but it's hard to use him in those ways when you don't. When the most important piece of this puzzle that's going to create him so many looks isn't available. Right, man. Having Jackson for if if Jackson would have been available for summer league, point Jackson, that would have been huge. Not yeah. you know not drastic, but it, it would have been a hell of a lot help. It would have been very helpful. And it's just I think he can't catch a break. And uh, once again, another slow start. And I'm not trying to harp on the guy. I know he's going through some stuff, but this is year three now. And um, as you know, to Chris's point, like what has he gotten better at? He hasn't gotten better rebounder. He hasn't really added to his bag. He's gotten a little stronger. He has no post moves. Uh, and so far, he hasn't even attempted a three. So, you know, he's a guy to worry about. But there is one guy I do want to talk about, and I want to talk about Herb Jones. And I think Herb has really ex- exceeded expectations already. And, Elliot, I think you might have mentioned it before. Not really scoring much, but the biggest thing is that he's impacting games. And defensively, he's doing a very nice job. Uh, he can switch one through four, maybe even one through five sometimes. He's running the point sometimes. I mean, he's attacking. He's deflecting. He's all over the place. Um, and it was it was shocking to me that in game one, he didn't get anything. 
not like meaningful run. And then in game two was another shocker that he started. And I think you probably, I don't see how it's possible that Willie Green takes Herb Jones out of the starting lineup is, I mean, he's been fantastic over these last two games. Um, mentioning again, not scoring much, but impacting the game. Elliot, what have you seen we'll go with Elliot and the Chris? What, what have you seen um, from Herb that you really like? Well, first of all, the fact that he's playing so much and playing well, Herb is the freaking apple of Justin's eye. So Love Herb. Justin's big Herb guy. <laughs> they're always three, <laughs> but Justin's on cloud nine because of Herb Jones. I love every bit of what I've seen. Um, the well, yeah, and he's had nice some trouble finish. finishing layups in transition. Uh, other than that one, obviously, mostly, I mean, his his body control, his length, his well, his effort is clearly there defensively, especially. They're trusting him to guard pretty much everyone. His basketball IQ is through the roof. I mean, I, I think I said it on the roundtable we did last week with Pell's pod where I said something about how I wish, or at that moment in time of the draft, I was like, man, I wish they would have got JT Thor. <laughs> and now uh, Herb is Herb is looking really good. And, and his passing and ability to bend his body around the basket so like we just yeah. saw in that, that pass hmm. to Jonas. It's also really nice having a center in Jonas that doesn't necessarily have butterfingers like Steven Adams did. Right. Um, but but his his basketball IQ is is very very high, um, and and he is a utility type player that can do a lot of different things. And when you have two all stars in Zion and Bi, when Zion's back and healthy, he'll be that much more important and that much more impactful. Yeah, Chris, what are you seeing from her that you like? He's just doing shit. Exactly. He's just doing shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, there, there, there's no there's no other way. Like, if doing shit was like a stat or like an analytic we could look at, like his number would be high, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> he's not he's not scoring a bunch of points, right? He's he, he's not. I mean, he had a few rebounds yesterday. Like his turnover, like him, his his ability to force turnovers. It's not going to show in a bunch of steals or blocks necessarily as of yet. It's not. It's not anything that's going to jump off the screen. When you watch him play, it's like he's somebody. Like he's something, right? Um. Oh man. Um. Now I think what's important for him is that he just has to continue to um build off of that. Yeah. yeah. It's fun and it's very. It's very. It's welcoming to see somebody that is able to impact the game consistently. And everybody is in agreement that this guy is worth being excited about. And the box score just won't show it right away. Um, right. You know, I, so, you know, he, he's giving you everything that you, that you want for a person in his situation for, you know, from a guy that when he was drafted, we thought was Birmingham bound. Right. And maybe he was without injuries. We don't know. But I think that. For him, the ability, and I, I think it was Fish, uh, who, um, who's with us at the Bird Rights, that they point out that that lineup, that starting lineup, so far through three games, is one that has one of the best net ratings in basketball right yeah. now. You can take what you want out of that in two games and matchups or whatever, but it's important to see that Herb's able to make things happen. Maybe he's driving, his finishing isn't there yet. He, he got fouled a few times. He didn't get the call. Um, his hands are getting. It, in the way consistently the deflections are there he's gonna drive he's making right he's making the right basketball play every time and i think that's important for this team yeah i made this comp before we started recording 
And uh, <laughs> Kevin Barrios, if he listens to this, he'll nut. Uh, Mikhail Bridges <laughs> is the is the hopeful comp. Like he's not there shooting, obviously. He's he'll have to really really work on that shooting. But that's the yeah. If he can be that, that's the type of player that can fit on literally any team, and that you need on championship level teams. And I was I was mentioned to you before, Elliot. What I love about Herb is that he's the four year guy at Bama. So right, like he, he was under Oates for a couple of years, and he's he's been in the big games. He understands the game, high IQ guy, and that's why I think you see Herb not really struggling much with the NBA speed as much as Trey Murphy and maybe Kyra Lewis. He's he's been there for four years. Been one, you know, SEC is probably one of the better basketball conferences now. Um, but he's a four year guy high IQ guy and yeah I, I saw in preseason I saw in summer league like he's a great player now is he a good shooter no can he get better absolutely if Lonzo Ball can get better anybody can get better right <laughs> Fred Vinson with Fred Vinson all things are possible yes yeah, so the basketball 413 exactly so <laughs> the, the shot the shot making ability doesn't really scare me much as much as as Chris was pointing out he's deflecting balls he's rebounding he's defending his ass off he's doing a lot of the small things that you need to be as a good team now is the record reflecting it? No, we're 0 three. And that's what I kind of want to segue into. Um, I'm interested to see how long this goes. Now, I'm hoping we get a win tomorrow's Christmas Slam before you jumped on, but you know, say this team starts two and eight, three and nine. They've done it before. They did it against, you know, Alvin Gentry two years ago, they started one and seven. How many games did they lose in a row there? Oh God. They started off zero like, and five, then they went one and five, then I think they, they went it one was and like ten. six and twenty two to start the yeah. season. It was bad, yeah. but guess what? Guess who was missing that year too? Zion Williamson. That's how much he affects your team. And that's why I'm terrified that as long as Zion sits out, this team's you take any all star twenty six six and sixty percent from the field, they're not gonna be good. I desperately miss Zion. I was tough on him. I miss him though. You're gonna miss twenty six points per game and sixty percent from the field. But he, I don't think, comes back for another two weeks. Uh, is that fair? Two weeks? You know, Chris, I'll start with you. Is David Griffin, like, legitimately on the hot seat right now? Right now. <laughs> I see you thinking right now. Is he legitimately on the hot seat? I see smoke coming out of his ears. He's thinking so hard. About I, 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 like, I mean, but let me ask you, like, and I've been very critical about a bunch of things in regards to Griffin. But let me ask. What does firing him do right now? That's my question. Like, what is it? What okay. Is it, let me what let, it do. Let me answer a question with your question. Do you think David Griffin and Zion Williamson like each other right now? Yes or no? I, I don't I don't think that they have that they have a great relationship. I don't. I think that if you get off David Griffin, no, no, I no, think no, that yeah. Zion takes it seriously. I really I don't know why I have it's like working for a boss. You, you hate a boss. You don't really like, like yeah. you don't really agree with them. You don't really wake up in the morning. Like, damn, I want to go. Like, I just feel that tension there. I just we, do. We talked about this when I compared Griffin to, to Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I just like, I don't know, Chris, man. Like, listen, I, what does firing Griffin do right now? Nothing. You're right. But I mean, I mean, is, because look, like I, I, I was under the belief that if they didn't make the plan this year, he was going to be gone. I think a lot of people believe that. Yeah. Um, I, I am under the feeling, but 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 my worry with that is that if you fire Griff, do you lose people like Trajan Langdon? Do you lose people like a lot of people that have been brought in? Because to me, 
you know, he's a guy that I would like to be in the forefront in regards to having communications with these players and making some of these moves. You know, he is technically the general manager. Uh-oh. Chris is breaking you know, up but, on um, us. Chris, Griff, repeat what you just said. That doesn't want to be in the Chris, camera. can you repeat what you just said? Oh, can you kind of broke up. Can you repeat what you said? No. No, I said that I would I would like I would like to see if you fire Griff, do you lose guys like Tracy Langdon? Do you bring in like what route do they go from there? I would like Langdon to be the guy that you can fully put your trust and believe in as the general manager. But he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't want to be in the in the spotlight. He doesn't care whether or not he gets credit for situations or, or the things that goes right or wrong. He just wants success. And I right. think that I think the people around people will have you got a better chance of people believing in what Langdon is presenting in cash and company then you do upgrade. Um, that's just my opinion. I just worry that, you know, what route do they go from there? If you fire Griff, do others go with him? You know, you're forced to completely rebuild your front office. That would be my worry. If you I mean, fire... Based, on, based on what we've heard, who wants to who wants to go with him? And I mean, and it's not that they'd be actively leaving on, on purpose because Griff left, but I mean, if it was like sort of a mass firing, then I could, I could understand that. But I mean, from... What I have gathered, I don't I could be wrong in this. I don't have like a source saying anything like this. But from what I've gathered, Langdon's been doing a lot of the the evaluation and have been a big part of who they take in the draft. And people like to praise the the front office for, yeah, they got the draft right. Well, it's not really Griff in that circumstance. And I mean, and like you said, Trajan doesn't really necessarily like to be in the spotlight. When he does talk, it's yeah, this happened. We did that. Yep. We, this is why we like this player. Right. Okay. Then, bye. You know, back and that's to what work. you want. Yes, exactly. Like I, there are multiple player teams in the NBA where, I mean, I've been on, I've been on radio shows that I say, I don't even know this GM's name. And it's kind of the way it should be in a two degree. Like, obviously you're going to know these guys because they're a part of the team that we're covering, but I mean, it's, it's better that way, in my opinion. You want to focus on the players. You want to focus on the coaches and maybe a little bit front office, depending on if you're covering a specific team in a specific city. Chris, I wanted to good point, Elliot, but I wanted to, Chris, you mentioned if we fire Griff now, will others go with him, right? Where Do you think he'd get another executive job after this? Like, Do you think, like honestly, he could like poach people away and be like, you're coming with me, you're coming with me? For a bad no, 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 I mean, I, I just like what ha- I guess my worry is, of course, if you fire Griff right now, I don't think everyone leaves. I don't believe that. But what I wonder is going forward, like, do you bring in another another president of basketball operations that decides to bring in his own people or her own people that they trust? And then you use LinkedIn. That's more so my worry. It's not this year. Of course, from an interim basis, they will probably go without basketball or president of basketball or VP, whatever the fuck that weird ass title is. <laughs> like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, like Langdon and company, I think everybody else would be there from an interim basis. But I worry from there, which route do they go? Do they bring in another mass head that ends up, you know, bringing in their own style of people? Or do they run with what they have? And some of that might depend on how the season ends, you know. But um. I would want it to be a way that you move away from Griffin if that is the if, if that is what happens, but you keep people like Swin Cash, you keep people like like um like Langdon and company because I I mean I love what Langdon did 
in Brooklyn. And that was one reason. I mean, I wrote a, yeah. a year before Trajan got signed. He was one of the people that I want to be in the fold because he just he has a good background of being a player, being overseas, communicating with in, in different type of situations. He was able to build a winning team in Brooklyn. But I think you got to get out of his way. And you have someone in David Griffin that just isn't that way. I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's fine. We all know people like that. Griff has his hand in a little bit of everything. That can be good and that can be bad. When the team is losing and people are hurt and you're maybe looking at your third straight disappointing season, it's not going to be looked at as a good thing. And you, Chris, he built a great team in Brooklyn. They had some success before they obviously went to go get KD, Kyrie, and Harden. They trade all those guys away. But he also, I got you got to think that that Trajan got Willie here too. Cause right. Like they were in Phoenix. Remember him and BI were hanging out in Phoenix. And I feel like he was kind of the, the head search of that, uh, to get Willie green in new Orleans. So listen, I, I'm not saying that Griffin is, you know, gonna get fired in the next couple of weeks. I do think though, that you get, you start two and 10. Like, I, I don't know how he plans on keeping his job. Like I had the same thing, Chris. Like I thought that if they missed the playoffs this year, he, this would be his last year. I mean, my guy, you start off two and ten in, a, in a, basically a make or break year. I don't, I could see a, a firing happening midway through the year. But let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Do you think that here's the other side of this of this coin? Yep. If Zion Williamson isn't hurt, what are we talking about right now? You're right. But and like, like I hate like to that, say this, but like he is hurt. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just sucks. It sucks. Like, like so. I mean, it's hard on one end as much of a Griffin crit- critic as I am in certain areas, but can I blame him for what's going on right now? I don't know if I can. I can't. I don't You're know right. If I, I, I don't know if I can. The first year that they have that slow start, another year in which is built, Zion's a big part of this of this pie, of this equation. He's not there. Do they make the playoffs that year if Zion's healthy? Yes. They do. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Without, with, without question, they make the playoffs, right? You know, um, that's why I thought Gentry not. never got a fake, fair shake. I think Gentry was always dealing with injuries. I, I never thought that guy got a fair so, shake. Either. So, I mean, like, you know, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know if it's because to me they're going to I think the fair way to look at it is, well, you don't have the most important player. And if you take away the number one player on a good majority of teams, they'll be in similar situations to start yeah. the year. Um, doesn't take away my um, frustration with Griffin in certain areas. But I think it's hard to make a true evaluation on anything or anybody right now until number one returns and is back playing basketball. That sucks. I wish I had other things to say, but that's yeah. kind of where I'm at. When when Zion's back and playing basketball and not over 300 pounds. <laughs> God, Jesus. You yeah. know what's funny? Even if he is over 300 pounds, he's still probably averaging 27 points. Oh, yeah. That's the worst part. That is literally uh, the worst that's part. That's the worst part, right? We, we all <laughs> – just so we're all on the same page, he was wearing all black because it's slimming. Like that's, it's not because he just wanted to wear all black. <laughs> can, can we? Can, can I mention something that hadn't been talked about? I was at the game, and Chris, I don't, Chris, were you at where? I, I don't know if I, I don't know if anyone was in the game. Whatever. Everybody get, got introduced, right? So like they started with inactives, then they started with um, the bench, then the starters, and they introduced Dal- Dalton Holmes. I think is his name, Dalton Holmes. Whatever, Holmes or Holmes. And he, yeah, and he came out, <laughs> and then they mentioned Zion Williamson, and Zion just stood in the like walkway and didn't come out. I thought I thought that was really weird. I don't know. Was he scared about being booed? Maybe 
Was he kind of embarrassed? I don't know. I just thought it was I thought it was weird that he didn't come out, but then he came and sat on the bench. I don't know. Just just a weird he just, he just doesn't make weird. things easy on himself. He just likes to be weird, and it makes us talk about it more than he wants to be talked about. It's just, I mean, it, first you're fat, then you break your foot. Now you're not running out. <laughs> now there's piano. You know, it's just, he, he just doesn't make it easy the, on himself. He just don't doesn't. Don't forget about the family, not like in New Orleans. Chris, no like, shit. Golly. Chris, we're still talking about Zion. I don't, this team doesn't work without him. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't, it's. It's clearly, I mean, I, at the end of the day, man, they're going to have to, um, we're going to have to ride this out until he returns. And one thing I'm thinking about, has it, has it been two and a half weeks since we got the last update? Don't, I'm not going to pull, you know what, I'll probably have to police. But... Wait, no, 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 wait, no, no, seriously. I think this is something to talk about, though. <laughs> well, right. we're supposed to get an update. From, Anybody from got an update on that through the stream? So he, um, he, we got an update, what, a couple days before? The opener, right? Yeah, like uh, I don't, I don't remember. I no, because we kept mentioning. Oh, no, 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 uh, uh-uh. no. It was like, like a week before the opener. Before so it was two weeks. I remember it was two weeks to the day because I was like, Griffin said this two weeks ago. The two. Um, hold up. <laughs> For three guys that cover the team, we really suck. Maybe, maybe it hasn't been. I don't think it's been two weeks. I don't, I don't think it's been two weeks. I'm, it thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm just. I, it's been, it's been, it's been like. Though. I mean, we're on our way though. Yeah, it's been like a week. I think. It was supposed to be two weeks that he what starts running again, right? Something or they well, no, they were gonna reevaluate. Yeah, so so he was he, he started running. I think yeah, the day they came with the announcement, and then they said from there they're gonna do they're gonna do more tests, which was two and two and a half weeks, and then they'll go to the next step. Now who knows what the I'm assuming the next step is him practicing with actual people, and then it, we thought the next step was the regular season. But shocker, <laughs> we were right too. It was literally. Yeah. Did you ever think that as a Pelican supporter, or or, or I, mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Come on, man. It was a week ago, uh, Chris. Said a week. Okay, ago. all right, a week ago. So, okay, so we have we're supposed so we to get more time. We're supposed to get an update in seven days on the next step of whatever that may be. But oh god, uh, we have another week of this. Yeah, another week. So we we go. Oh. Our schedule is brutal too. We get yep. we get Minnesota again. And then we get Atlanta, New York, and maybe Dallas. Uh, well, Dallas is bad. Hey, I'm not trying to be a dick, but we, we're not good we either. No uh, I know. I know. I mean, right <laughs> we're not good. I don't know. Try to be positive. If guys. Dallas is bad, what are we? Yeah. They, they want a game. <laughs> All right, before signing off. Was that like 50 to the Hornets on their first <laughs> game, or was that a preseason game? Who? Dallas. Oh, that was that's preseason, right? Uh, I think that's preseason. Damn, yeah. I was really hoping that was regular and then, season. And, then, and you know, Hawks, with Luke, Luca's no. gonna go off on the Pelicans. I guarantee it. So, oh yeah, always. So, Chris, for signing off, um, is it time to hit the panic button on this team? Yes or no? No. When is it time no. though? I the panic button, man. If we get to like Owen eight. And Zion's like nowhere close to returning. The panic button is has to be drawn out. What the fuck does that mean, though? Like, what does the panic? What does what does the panic button mean at this point? Like, like what what does that say? Okay, someone fire, fired, fire someone sale. traded, fire sale for sure, fire sale. Like if you start off already, everyone's gone, and you're trading from Buddy Hill. I mean, well, is that like like what what does that constitute? Is my question. 
I don't know. I don't even know what That's what I wonder. You're a superstar right now, are you? Justin's taking notes on ESPN broadcast. Panic button. I just I just like to start winning basketball games. We haven't done that for a while. No, but look, though, right? Like in previous years, you could say the panic button. You bring out the panic button. A coach is fired or, you know, all right, maybe in this case, Griff is gone. Or you could say a big trade happens. But, like, you're not firing Willie. No. Okay. You don't have to fire Willie. Nope. Not a chance. No. No. no hold on, hold on. Lala, that's not true. Lala, that's not true. <laughs> me, me and you, that is not true. Do not put me on the screen like that. I will I will find your name and I will DM you. We will have a nice conversation about this. That is not the case. I am not saying that 0-10, we are fine. What I am saying is what the fuck does it mean? You pull out the panic button. If you can't go trade for a superstar, your season isn't turned around. Like, what does it mean? I'm just, I'm trying not to go crazy, Lala. I've been doing this for 20 fucking years now watching this team. I'm sorry. <laughs> Elliot, panic button. Yes, Let me find Lala, man. Three games in. Three games in. Oh, and three without Zion. Fuck no. Fuck no. no. I put out that tweet after that second game and said, uh, we are two ga- 82 game season. Breathe. And I meant it. Golly. Yeah. Can we not? Can we just not be prisoners of the moment all of the time, oh, all man. of the freaking time? Let's just. Why would we put Owen go out there? Out there grass, right? Chris Lala. is so upset. Let me uh, bring it Lala again, and then she's giving me the skulls. 10? Oh man! Um, no, it's oh, God. <laughs> Why is she on my head right now? What's going? All right. Jesus. Um, (laughs) I don't think it's time to panic. It's not time to panic. I just worry the biggest question when, when does Zion come back? Cause when Zion does come back, the team's really good. Like, and I do mean really good because that team becomes a lot deeper. Now you can move Herb to the bench. You can move like maybe even keep her. I don't know. You can like, you have just so many different options with Zion back in, but Ma you know, Monte are both going to be and BI and Jonas. I mean, everybody's going to be so much more impactful when Zion. Yeah. Goes. And JV has been great, man. We, I'm sorry. We didn't have to talk about JV, but man, he's been, he was all, he's awesome. I love First him. game was, was outlier. Doesn't count. <laughs> What's that, Chris? Well, I mean, look, we, we spent all off season panicking after everything that came out. You can worry in the back of your head, whether you realize it or not, whether you want to admit it, that Zion's going to walk in a few years, okay? You're worried about Brandon Ingram punching somebody in the face in a few games out of being frustrated. You, I mean, you're worried about so many things. Someone else getting hurt. I mean, like, what I, I just, like, to me, I'm already in hell with this team, with this franchise. So, like, it can't get much hotter, man. Like, it just, it, it, it is what it is. So, I am trying to hope and believe that one way or another this shit will turn around. I'm trying. I'm trying. You know how hard it is? Sorry, I'm trying to. I, I really am. I'm trying to be more like Charles. I, I try to wake up every day and try to be as positive as Charles is, and it's really, really hard. Um, <laughs> but when you have 30 turnovers in a basket in an NBA, you're not beating a high school team with that. So, I mean, like, I mean, I, I, I said it before we started recording, too, is you cut that in half, 15 turnovers, that's still a lot, and they would have won that basketball game by 10, 15. Uh, yeah, I think that's, I think I said this stat that Nall went what six of twenty four and yeah. they had thirty turnovers, so that's forty eight empty possessions between the turnovers and Nikhil Alexander Walker alone. So I mean, it's insane. I, it's literally insane. They lost by what six? Garrett Temple is alive. That's Don't. not helping us either. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> you know, but you know, 
you know Garrett Temple closing that game is like the ultimate just realization of where Najee Marshall is right now because he's Man. supposed to be the guy that was closing there. Yeah. What that he was right? Awful. He was bad. He was awful. bad. Him and Kyra were really bad. They're bad. They're and TM, I, I, we have to talk about this too. Obviously, we don't want to go too long, but Trey Murphy has been timid and he's just rookie nerves. Like, I'm not worried about it, but that has been a big piece that's been hurting the team as well because, I mean, he was just knocked down and he, he will be again. Uh, this is just, yeah. it's, it's early on. He's a pro for the first time. I'm not worried about it. I just I just thought it was worth pointing out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be fine. Listen, 0-3, Pelicans play, I guess this podcast not tonight, but tomorrow, Pelicans play Monday against the Timberwolves and then are back home in the Smoothie King Center to face the Hawks and I think the Knicks. I mean, there might be a game in between. But Chris Connor, thanks for joining me. Elliot Clough, two awesome guys. Love, love their stuff. Chris, keep up the great work with the spaces. They are they're great, great content. If you haven't, make sure to join um, the spaces after the games. Elliot, there, there are some real people in there that don't like cover the team like we do that know their shit. Yeah, you it's gotta, impressive. You got to you gotta tune in. And and if you want to contribute, I mean, Chris lets anybody and everybody in, and uh, it's awesome. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Is that like your new thing, Chris? That's pretty much my new thing. I need therapy too, man. Like, I, I can't. Like I, I watching these games sometimes, man. You know, you know, you need. You know, I think someone someone said it in space. They were like, you know what? It feels good to know that I'm not the only person that's going through this headache. Yeah. And it's cool to have people, you know, that are passionate about the team and or, or people that you know they give other perspective. And watching the people to be be showing up and snooping around like we don't see them. Trey Murphy's dad pulled up, and that's awesome. I'm like, hey, like what 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 do I? Like you want to come talk? Like what do I? What do I you? you know, what I mean? <laughs> like, you know what's funny? I've interacted with his mom. I've interacted with his mom on Twitter. Yeah, great I, lady. I, yeah, great I, lady. I, someone tweeted out that Nas mom. I think might have been in there last night, Chris. But now you're doing some great stuff, and it's therapeutic, and it's it's awesome. So keep up the good work. Um, other than that, Chris Connor, Elliot Clough, thanks for joining. Pelicans um, Plus. Pelicans Plus. Make sure to follow Elliot Clough at Pelicans Plus, of course, Boo Crew Media. But it's getting late here. I got to catch Sunday Night Football. So thanks, boys, for joining. Y'all be hearing more from us later on the season. And once again, you can subscribe to our YouTube page and then use our promo code pro PPT on DraftKings. Y'all have a good night. Way. It was a finger roll of anything. <laughs> that, that, that's a dunk.